0: Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos, and shame around sex, intimacy, and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix, and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real, juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Node. Here we have part two for you, for your ear holes. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, like the book also like just reminded me to always go back to, and, and he talks about it all the time, the mission. For mm. the man, the most important thing in life needs to be his mission. Whatever it is, if it's, for me, it's sailing and making music and and partying, festivals and, and just being myself where I have been for years as an individual mm. or with friends but mm. never with romantic romantic relationships and it's 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 such a happy place for me. Mm. And I frankly don't need you there.
0: Mm. I
1: appreciate you being there and I can show you part of my world but it's very much what I will always go back to and I would not want to compromise any of that for my relationship?
2: But we do so often, eh? Not you and me specifically. I mean, either, even though we have, but as a culture, you, I see it everywhere in people's relationships. They start to merge together, and everything in their life relies upon the other. Mm. Their social circles, their work, business, children—like everything is merged together, and it's just like ah. <laughs> How, yeah, and that's how when, can you be an individual when you've merged with another one?
1: Yeah, and that's when the, the fear for me comes in of feeling caged. Mm. And, you know, I had night- nightmares about that, of having my wings yeah. trimmed and being in a cage. And
2: You had one a nightmare about being in a prison, didn't you? Being imprisoned when yeah. we were first together. Yeah. Even though we're poly, like <laughs> even though we have so much freedom in our relationship, probably more than most relationships yeah. there's still that sense of
1: just overcoming the fear of being in a relationship that that doesn't need to be attached to less commitment towards my my missions
2: yeah yeah you know
1: i don't need to compromise any of my missions for my relationship
2: yeah. and
1: can still be in a sustainable yeah and happy relationship always always the mission for the man the most the most important thing and even If he would leave his woman for the mission, apparently, that's what he says, and I believe it's true, a woman would rather be with a man who would leave her for his mission than giving his mission up for her. Because the reason why she falls in love with him and why she loves him is because he has a mission. Mm. And I know so many men who give up their mission because they think they have to. For the woman. And then the relationship deteriorates because the woman loses passion for her man because he's losing her mission thinking that he has to to make her happy. Mm. And she's losing her love for him because he becomes a domesticated house puppy Mm -hmm. who just wants to...
2: Please, as a woman all the time and yeah. just do like you see it so often as well like all these these comments come, that come from men about oh the missus won't like that and all oh, the missus says i can't do that and right, right, right. i'm like what mm. do you mean <laughs> like are you not a whole human yeah. being that gets To make your own decisions? Do you not have autonomy now that you have a partner?
1: But it's so common. You know, at the play party we went to last weekend where someone came up to you realizing that you and I were in a relationship Mm. and he was quite fond of you. Then asking the question, oh, if I want to have to get with you, Mercy, I have to ask your partner, right?
2: Yeah, he goes. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, oh, that's your partner. Oh, so I have to ask him if I want to engage with you i'm like what <laughs> no but
1: you can easily understand where the beliefs comes from yeah because there's the majority of relationship where it is it is like that yeah where the man has control over the woman or one of the or vice versa or vice versa and he gets or she gets to make decisions on where and when they go
2: mm yeah and it's not actually it's actually (laughs) really not good for the relationship it's it depolarizes them and then you know then the the attraction is lost and yeah i have been in a position where i've had um a partner kind of make their whole life about me and it doesn't feel good it's frustrating i want to push them out the door like tell them go go "Go fucking do something (laughs) I've got like I've got my own mission too. The masculine yeah. side of me is really strong, so I'm always on a mission. Mm. So I understand it, and I need it in my life too, and most of us do because these energies are in all of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what he talks about in the book, it's like if you have that that masculine core essence, if that's your predominant energy that you live from, then that is essential, and yeah. you cannot ever give up your mission for anything. Otherwise, that doesn't mean you can't have a healthy, sustainable relationship, though. You know, it's all about balance, but the mission comes first, and that I, that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I'm just
1: reminded on how we started to talk about balancing our energies a bit differently.
2: Oh, yeah, we should talk book, about that
1: coming from the book where most men are in their masculine, most women are in their feminine, but then there's some men who are more in their feminine, and some women who are more in the masculine, and some men who are switch and some women who are switch. So I think the numbers were eighty percent of men are more in the masculine, eighty percent of women are more in the feminine, and then there's um equally ish ten percent who are men more in the feminine and switches and then the same on the um female side. And both you and I realized that you are more as a woman in your masculine and me as a man I'm more in my feminine. Um, but
2: that that that's more of a hab- habitual pattern, yeah. but it's not actually our core essence, right? He talks yeah. about deep, deep down, like you might live more in your feminine as a mm. man, but deep, deep down, do you actually have that, that masculine core essence yeah. that wants to ravish, that wants to take, that wants to mm. penetrate? Is that really what's underneath the habit that you might have formed of living in your feminine and vice versa? Yeah. And we've both slipped into these comfort zones. Yeah. Well, I think that aren't actually aligned with who we are.
1: I'm used to being more in my feminine because as a child, I was more in my feminine, taking over the role of my mom. I realized that my feminine energy is my comfort zone Mm. because I grew up with it and it's been there for me, holding me. I've realized that in my deep core, I want to be more in my masculine. Mm. But you know, it's, it's easy to recognize for me when I'm angry. I don't go out screaming. I don't go punching things. I don't go yell at people. I retreat and I cry. Mm. (laughs) That's what I do. I've practiced to just release energy in a different way. When I'm angry or sad and be loud and expansive and growl at the walls (laughs) (laughs) or in the shower. Yeah. Um, And... It's learning
2: how to safely express that 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 desire you have to basically like scream and hurt things, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you've learned. You're learning It's not so much about
1: hurting things, it's just I want to
2: hurt things (laughs) 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 when I'm angry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do like smashing logs in a forest. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Serving me well what other question you got
2: so well we were just gonna let's just finish talking about the way maybe the ways that we've actually we both have realized what our core essence is it's the opposite to how we're living so it's going to be quite a big shift for us to start living more from uh, where we want to so let's just maybe share a few of the ways in which we're actually doing that like practically how are we shifting our energy
1: yeah so um, one one way we did shift our energy to pay attention to who is in which energy was we came up with the agreement for me to let you know that I'm coming home
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that I'm going to be daddy yeah. when I'm coming home. Daddy's home. I'll send you a message saying, <laughs> babe, I'm coming home. Daddy's going to be there. Yeah. Something like that. And then you know very clearly is like, "Whoa, he's going to be there. I'm going to be his little girl. Come, slut, whatever. (laughs) But you're going to be ready to receive and I'm going to be ready to just penetrate real hard. And it doesn't need to be sex right away, but it's just coming home and I will tell you what's up. Yeah. I will tell you, hey, babe, can you please make me dinner tonight because I need to practice my rapping or... I want to go see a friend and things need to get done and hang on. For, before that, I just, still want to fuck you. Or no, like just just being yeah. very clear. You're
2: like, just governing the space. You're yeah. just in your daddy's home. This is what's happening tonight.
1: Yeah. Or pick you up and drag you into the bedroom. Yeah. Something like that.
2: Yeah. Totally.
1: <laughs> like, And it's just role play, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, it is. I'm not used to being in that kind of energy. So I'm kind of just driving home in the car thinking about who i have seen embodying this kind of person mm. that i want to embody right now and then i think about certain actors or friends that i experience as very masculine and i just move on from there
2: I'm, yeah I'm you almost at- act as if when you're starting this yeah. eh? you're kind of imitating and acting as if because it's such a a weird place to be in and it's it's role play like you say yeah but fucking works
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then you're able to get real soft and be real open and
2: yeah like which i'm just not naturally i'm so you know like hard and tight and like direct and um in control Mm. you know and it's just little things like i don't even know if you've noticed but like I remember this one time, well before this discussion happened, and all this growth happened, where we were in the kitchen, and I think maybe you had you had actually started listening to the book. I don't know if it was relevant, but you like pulled me down to the side to kiss me, like kind of with me lent back, mm. and I remember feeling so much resistance in my body to let you do that, just like ah!
1: you thought I'm going to drop you.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it's a trust thing, and it's um, also just not something that like I'm used to. And it's, again, it's just me, this this constant need to be in control means it's quite difficult for you to actually grab me and pick me up and do anything with me because I'm all rigid and stiff and you're like a resisting. Woman.
1: <laughs> you're such a strong woman and you're masculine. There was no space for me to be in my masculine. No. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I was already there and whenever my masculine would rise, it would create a conflict.
2: Yeah, it would either create a conflict or I'd just dominate because – that's just where that's what's more natural for me and then you would just soften into your feminine you're like oh well you know that's fine i'll go back to my feminine because that's natural (laughs) 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 yeah but like i noticed that uh even the the a few more times that you would do things like that like just pick me up it's getting i'm getting softer and softer and it's i'm feeling lighter like it's just so much easier for you to pick me up because I'm just flowing with it and like letting you lead, whereas yeah, I remember that really that really resonated like it really I really noticed the resistance in my body when you first tried to do that, and that we practice more and more that I'm just softening more and more and letting you take me, and I love it, it's yeah, it's such a huge turn on, and yeah, so so like I'm doing some things to help bring me into my feminine, like even doing one of the days that you came home and I was just like doing some ecstatic dance in my bedroom, just mm. like getting all sexy and twerking in the mirror and just like getting all soft and sexy and being in my feminine, like that really helps for me. I have to active, do some active practices to soften and mm. get myself in my feminine.
1: Yeah. And I have yeah. to be very much in my body trusting yes. my gut feeling and my intuition to be able to lead mm. like that because, yeah, there's no there's no blueprint. Nah. There's no blueprint on how to pick up a woman with that kind of energy that she mm. desires. Um, or I have not – yeah, for me it's just so new. So it's very frail in some spaces and feels super edgy for me sometimes – especially when we when we get down to having sex, that I just need to be very, very much in my body. Mm. And I, we got real sensitive around that. Like mm. when I'm feeling like I spent too much time in my head, it's a huge turnoff yeah. for, for both of us. Mm. When I'm suddenly not able to be dominant anymore and we haven't previously discussed that we do switch over, then it all kind of just falls apart. Part very yep. quickly, and and that's fine, and we can we can forgive each other for that. But it's the yeah, just making real sure that I'm that both of us feel safe to to be in that energy that still mm. seems reverse to us because mm. we're so used to be in the in the opposite. Yep. Um, until we get used to used to it and get more confident.
2: Yeah, because we still because we are when it comes to things like sex and kink, we both do like to switch, and I like to dominate and take control. Sometimes, but I still want, it's still the majority of the time that I want to be able to surrender and receive mm. okay, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, the other thing, well, I wouldn't mind just briefly mentioning the come fast because I've mentioned it on my podcast, but you weren't there. I know it was a long time ago now. <laughs> it seems years ago that we did a come fast, <laughs> but it was one of the first things we did after you asked me the question. It was actually the first thing we did, I think, after you asked me that question, yeah. how can I be a better lover to you? Yeah. We You decided to do a come fast. Yeah. Uh, if you can share anything that comes to mind about it, that would just be really cool. Just maybe even why you did it and a few things that uh, you noticed.
1: I've noticed how difficult it is not to come. Mm. How easy it is to just let it go mm-hmm. and come. And yeah, in the book as well, he talks about how... The woman should come first always unless it's previously discussed. Mm -hmm. And I got you real upset the other day when I came before you Mm. because we had made the agreement that you will come first always. And I forgot about it. (laughs) 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 And I came and, yeah, we, we needed to have a chat afterwards to just... Make sure we can continue trusting each other because it, it did give us a bit of a nutch to just be, yeah, stick to the agreements we come up with. It makes so much sense to, because for men, for most men, it's so easy to come. I can, mm. I could cum, I could jerk off right now and come within two minutes yeah. if I wanted mm. to. Or you could suck my dick for probably less than that and make me come. Yeah, And for you, it's very different. Y- yeah. you You need build up and... You need to be wet in the first place, and then build up, build up, build up, and be treated much more gently. And this, for me, there seems to be so much more detail to feminine pleasure mm. or feminine orgasm mm. than there is to men. But the, I think when both, when I slow down, you get more out of what you need because me slowing down means more build up for you, mm. and for me to slow down the buildup that's created through that creates so much anticipation for an orgasm that i then might get when you get to come mm. that it's so much more exciting for me to come and i've had so many better orgasms since because they're not they're firstly not as common then the buildup is much longer and yeah when you gave me the blowjob the other day where i was just allowed to receive mm. and we we agreed on me just having an orgasm and you not worrying about yours it was yeah it it blew me off my socks you know it's just 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 real good laying back and and receiving and being able to really enjoy it and feeling how special it is because we both want to work on prioritizing your orgasms and yeah i think it's been difficult for both of us to just not worry about orgasms all the time yeah so used to Every time we have sex, it means stir towards the orgasm, mm. and that means end of sex. And now we do have sex where we don't have where we both don't come and be good with that. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like when we did the come fast. Immediately, I felt more pleasure, and I had a really epic orgasm. And that's largely just because I didn't feel like there was an end. Goal finish line so much that I had to kind of get all my pleasure and orgasms in beforehand. And yeah, we've just been on. It's it's been really challenging because both of us, I think, had allowed sex to become very orgasm focused. Sex has been orgasm focused for me for like ever hmm. since I since I got a vibrator and realized I could come every time. <laughs> sex became orgasm focused, and so but we we're, no, we're realizing now how that takes away so much of the presence and the pleasure when you focus entirely on the end goal of an orgasm. And yeah, we're definitely learning to just have, I think we're having more sex. I know I'm open to more sex when I know that, that we're either both going to come or I'm going to come or not at all, yeah. or we're just, yeah, that, that, that it's kind of that agreement. And it makes sense that a woman comes first You know, because often when a man comes, ejaculates anyway, the sex is over because he's tired. You know, I feel when you come, all the energy, all the sexual energy just drop between us. All the kind of attraction and polarity, it just drops away into nothing.
1: I just want to sleep.
2: You just want to sleep. (laughs) And I'm, yeah. And if I haven't come yet, like, yeah, you could still make me come, but all the energy is gone.
1: It's difficult. Yeah. And I remember... I think we had it two or three times where it could come multiple times yeah. within one session. Yeah. But that only happens every blue moon.
2: Yeah. It's not no. something you can rely on. No.
1: It's yeah. not very reliable. Mm. It is great. It is um, very nice. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um to to build that energy back up. Yeah. Is is very yeah, things need to be in the right place. Yeah. For that.
2: It really helps me come when there's all that energy as well. When there's all that Uh, anticipatory energy Mm. between us before you have an orgasm. That helps me have an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. And that drops away when you come. So it just makes sense. You know, it's just, Mm. it's just the right way to do it. Um, But then, yeah, like you say, we can like very consciously choose to offer total giving to each other. Yeah. um, Which we were able to do the other day and that was real nice. I think we've covered most things I wanted to talk about. I also did do a come fast and a clip fast.
1: It was a bit much, wasn't it? It
2: was too much.
1: Doing both at the same time. Yeah.
2: It was too much. I think, was I on my period at the time doing my moon cycle? I think so. Yeah, it was just, I didn't get a whole lot out of it except just more awareness of how addicted to orgasms I am (laughs) and how addicted to clitoral stimulation I am Mm. and that I need to... i do need to put more time particularly in my self-pleasure rituals but when we're having sex too into just feeling into um yeah the rest of my yoni and i am like i've noticed such a huge difference when i just take my awareness into the inside of my yoni when you're inside me
0: Mm.
2: that has helped me feel more because there was a lot of numbness there and i'm realizing that it is as sometimes as simple as just bringing my awareness into that space and not focusing it on my clit and just leaving my clit alone, yeah. you know. But maybe that's for a whole nother episode, that one. I think we've covered a lot. A lot. A lot. Thanks, babe.
1: You're welcome
2: <laughs> Thanks for being on my podcast Is there anything else you'd like to say? Mercy J sexy podcast Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Nude with Mercy J
2: Bye friends
1: You're welcome
2: Hope you enjoyed <laughs> Our sexy sexy voices
1: Is my voice sexy too?
2: Yeah fuck yeah oh, Yeah and you got an accent So cute I don't have an accent Yeah you do <laughs>
0: this was nude with mercy j if you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations if you have any questions suggestions or feedback about this episode then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com